Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down, presented to you by Birmingham Sports. I'm your host, Kaylor Hodges. I'm hoping you're having a great one. At the time of recording this, it is April 14th, which by the time you listen to this, it might be April 15th, might be April 14th if you're a real late listener. If you're listening to this at like 8 p.m. or later, hey, shout out to you. If it's early in the morning, hey, shout out to you. By the way, we're coming close to the beginning of the season. We have at least one more friendly coming up against the Chattanooga Red Wolves, not to be confused with Chattanooga FC. Chattanooga Red Wolves is the USL 1 team, but we have at least one more friendly, and then season starts against Indy 11. And if you want to know more about the schedule, I did a uh, podcast a couple episodes ago. Go check it out. I think it's uh, done very well. Maybe I'm slightly biased. But with it being so close to the beginning of the season, I want to talk about this year's team. Let's talk about the roster. I mean, this is pretty much going to be the final roster. We might have a few more signings here and there. But this is pretty much going to be it. And unless we have just some big name, big stud signing, I mean, these are going to be our guys. And that's pretty exciting. So... But without any further ado, this might be a shorter episode. I might ramble a lot, so it might make it a longer episode. But I think you should reward yourself with some nice, nice red diamond coffee or tea. And let's get into it. So first up, I want to talk about just... Let's start from the front and go all the way to the back, alright? And who's going to be at the front? It's going to be our forwards, of course. So we have re-signed Mr. Prosper Kasim. He was originally let go, or not... Or that we didn't re-sign his contract, but we have re-signed him again. He is going to be wearing our number 10. Then we have our leading scorer from last year, Mr. Nico Brett. He's going to be wearing our 11, just the same as last year. I still think he should be a Jamaican international. I think it's complete garbage that they have not been playing him. They have people that are much worse than him who are who are starting for the Jamaican national team. I, I just don't get it. And speaking of other people that should be playing for the Jamaican national team, we also have Junior Flemings. He was the forward from uh, Phoenix Rising, which, if you know the name Junior Flemings, it's probably for the wrong reasons, Um, which I have talked about this many, many, many times. Um, I did a whole episode on it, and I like a lot of what I said. I've listened to it back again. I still like a lot of what I said. I hope he is given a fair shot. But fair also means if he screws up, I want him out. But I'm glad that we're giving him a shot. And our last forward, wearing the number 23, is going to be one of our own, Mr. J.J. Williams. That's right, he's back, baby. And I'm pretty excited about it. I think J.J. has an interesting role with the team. I rewatched the uh, Legion-Atlanta United match, which check out Legion uh, dot TV or legionfc.tv one of the two really good stuff um, they have there they have the entire Atlanta United versus Legion both the reserves and the first team up and man JJ looked good JJ looked really good could not finish the ball he just he had everything except for that final touch which has been my main criticism of him but it seems to be getting closer and his off-the-ball movement has gotten a lot better as opposed to just being the big guy down low that's there to score like he was the first year he was with us. 
it actually seems like he's doing more movement off the ball, which I'm a big, big fan of. Next up is going to be our midfielders, arguably our strongest group. And let's start off with our brand new signing, wearing the number 20, Zach Hervo. I've always pronounced his wrong name wrong. I feel like a Tervo. Herval. Hervo. Either way, he's not new to us. This is his second stint with the Legion. Very, very exciting. Um, he is a great addition. He can really he's kind of a do-it-all guy. He can play pretty much wherever you want to put him in the midfield. Very exciting player. He's going to be a threat to score. If we want, we can put him in that defensive midfield role in case uh, Anderson uh, Siadu is up to some shenanigans, which <laughs> he tends to do. <laughs> um, but very, very excited to have him back. The next guy up is one of our own, Mr. Jaden Cervania. If you didn't know, got called up to the Puerto Rican uh, national team this year. Uh, dude's a stud wearing our number 17. I like him, man. I kind of want him to start this year. I would kind of like to see him play out on a wing or be like a, you know, one of our wide midfielders. I feel like he has a lot of utility there. He's pretty quick, really great with the ball at his feet. But even if he's not a starter, man, and Matt, we have a guy who is a, who is currently on a senior roster, and he's on our bench, like a senior national team roster, and he's on our bench. Wild, just wild stuff. We are deep at this midfield position. Speaking of another national, oh yeah, we have a lot of guys who are good. Uh, former Japanese international Daigo Kobayashi is back. The legend has returned, baby. And man, he looks good. During the Atlanta 2 match, if you watch that, um, which if you haven't, you can go watch it back, like I said. Daigo was just an amazing leader out on the pitch. He didn't really have a great contribution, like a lot of key passes or really starting a lot of attacks. But whenever he was out there, especially with the reserves, I mean, dude made sure everybody was in the right position. He was communicating well. I mean, Daigo is just an amazing leader. And so having him either starting or more likely coming in off the bench, it's going to be absolutely amazing, and I'm really looking forward to it. Up next is going to be our number 12, Mr. Eli Cronali, who, yes, that is the brother of Alex. And with the interview we did with Alex before, I asked who was better, Eli or Alex, and Alex said it was him. But I've heard rumblings that Eli is the better brother. Hmm. We'll see. But he looks solid. He got a little bit of playing time, I think, against the reserve team uh, with Atlanta. He looked solid, looked good. Very uh, very excited to see what he does, see how his role goes forward with the Legion. Then one of one of our favorites, a friend of the podcast for sure, Mr. Bruno Lapa, uh, team MVP. Dude against Atlanta United, he looked deadly. He looked good. I will say it seems like there's a scouting report that's coming out because people are just hacking him like crazy, and it's throwing him off his game. It is, and that's unfortunate, but hopefully he can kind of get that together and tighten it up before the season starts because definitely we're starting to see more teams just start hacking at him and 
maybe not treating him as bad as Porto treated Pulisic uh, uh, the other day in the Champions League, but still pretty rough, especially with pro refs who do not call much of anything unless there's like no contact. And they're like, oh, great. I've been waiting to use my whistle. Anyway, <laughs> up next is going to be our star defensive midfielder. I think the best defensive midfielder in all of the USL, Mr. Anderson Asidu. Man, I love this dude so much. He is an absolute beast on that defensive island. You know he's going to put in the tough challenge whether <laughs> whether we like it, whether the opponent likes it or not. Like He might get a red card. There is a good chance of that. He might go studs up and kill somebody. But you know what? You know he's never going to be afraid to put in that tackle. And that's just, that's all I want. I love the heart of Anderson. Dude just does not stop going. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love it. Next is another friend of the pod, Mr. Mikey Lopez, who, hey, he's back in the midfield. He's officially out from being in that back line. And against Atlanta United, he looked good. Um, A lot of chances we had came and started with Mikey. Uh, He had a good eye for the field. He really understood why he was looking at it. He never seemed overwhelmed by the situation, which really helps by a guy who has captained the club many, many times. And, I mean, he's always going to be reliable. I still think he's better than USL Championship. I think he could definitely crack a spot in the MLS. But, hey, as long as we got him, we got him. And, man, I'm happy about it. And for the last of the midfielders, we have Marcos Ugarte. That is how you pronounce it. I'm so bad with pronunciations. I feel so bad. I think it's Ugarte. Um, he got a little bit of time against Atlanta United. He's definitely more of a fringe player, or at least he will be this year. But what he did play, he looked solid. I really liked it. I really loved what I was seeing, and I think he is going to make for a solid piece going forward. And he could turn into a real, real uh, star for this team if he gets a chance. Moving on to the defenders. Man, we have a lot to talk about here. We have a lot to talk about here. Let's start off with two of our new signings. We got Fanuel Cavita, or apparently everybody calls him Fanny, which, big fan of that. Uh, (laughs) Dude looks good. He's a lot more mobile than I thought he would be. He definitely got up the pitch a lot more than I thought he was going to against Atlanta United. Um, and a lot better ball skills than I was expecting. I saw it again with St. Louis, but I didn't know how that would translate against talent like Atlanta United, especially against their first team. But man, his talent really translates. And dude did not let many people get past him. And when they did, he was always there and hustling to get back. Was a big, big fan of that. Next is Ryan James, who is considered to be one of the best wing backs in all of the USL. Dude has time. I keep calling her by dude. Fun game. Let's restart this podcast and take a shot or take a drink of coffee or tea every time I say dude. Uh, actually, I don't want anybody to die. Please don't do that. But anyway, <laughs> Ryan James, I mean, he has time captaining clubs. He has time playing in the central midfield. Dude knows, wow, 
I did it again. The man knows how knows his way around the pitch, and he can track back really well. He is a very competent, more than competent. He thrives um, with the with a pressure on him. It seems whenever attackers would come on would come onto him and really pose a threat, he would just shut it down instantly, and it was very cool to see. Next up is Alex Cronulla, another friend of the podcast, as I mentioned, and he claims to be the better of the three Cronulla brothers. He had some cool moments against Atlanta United. Um, there was one that really sticks out to me where he got the ball just outside the 18-yard box and had probably about 10 yards of space and kind of said, screw it, I'm, taking the, I'm dribbling this myself. And he took it into the attacking third where he actually outran his forwards. <laughs> Did not like seeing that, but it was kind of cool. And he got dispossessed, and then he had to sprint, sprint back. But he got there, and it didn't cost us on the defensive side. Obviously, would have liked to see our forwards go up with him a little bit more, but it is what it is. Alex, if you didn't know, started off as a forward. That was that was his uh, role before he hit his massive growth spurt. So it was not completely shocking to see him with that much talent with the ball at his feet. Side note with Alex, man, the pitcher they used on the website for him just does not do him justice. He might have, it looks like he has the longest neck known to man. But if you watch the podcast or watch the interview back I did with him that I did on YouTube. Dude is totally proportionate. I just said dude again. Uh, the man is totally proportionate, but uh, man, this picture makes it look like he has a massive neck. <laughs> Next up is Jake Roof, who started the reserves match for Legion, which I was very surprised that he played, considering I think that was about a week after his father had passed away. But he put in a really, really good shift for the boys, and it was very nice to see. He was starting alongside of a bunch of other reserve players or a bunch of trialists, and he was helping get everybody set along with Daigo, and it was really, really good to see. Uh, He is going to make a really solid backup center back choice. I could see him coming in for Fanuel or Alex or getting the occasional starts. It's going to be really good to see him moving forward. I do want to see us sign at least one more center back. We need to sign at least one more center back. But let's not be Debbie Downers today. Let's talk about one of the bright spots of this team, and that is the wing back, our, our backline man, the fastest man in the USL, with the wing back with the most assist in the USL last year, but yet didn't get any love. No love from the USL. And that's Johnny Dean. I forgot how fast he was. And then I watched him play against Atlanta United, and I was like, man, Johnny Dean, Jonathan Dean has to be one of the fastest humans on the planet. And it was raining, it was sloppy, and dude was... I said dude again. And the guy... (laughs) And Johnny was running about Mach 5. I would love to see them put one of the trackers on him and just see how fast he was running. I mean, it's absolutely insane to watch. If you haven't watched him play, please do. It's awesome. Like, really freaking cool. But really watch Johnny Dean. 
He put in uh, one really, really good ball that went just, just behind. I think it was uh, Nico or Prosper that was trailing in the box against Atlanta United, and it went just behind him. There should have been somebody behind uh, whoever that ball was to. At least I think there should have been. But that's just stuff that's going to come in time with us playing more live matches. But, yeah, he is one of the really exciting part about this team. And let's see how many assists he gets. I'm thinking he might. Is it too outlandish to say he's going to get upwards of five? He might get upwards of five. He's so good. But now, last but not least, hey, I'm recording this on uh, International Goalkeepers Day, so... Go show some love to the Legion goalkeepers, why don't you? The bet I personally think the best goalkeeping room in all of the USL. No matter what, no matter who we put on the pitch, uh, yeah, they're going to be better than the other guy across the field from them. First up, let's talk about the man himself, the the Mr. Donut, the Donut King, friend of the pod, Mr. Matt Van Oakle. He's going to be, looks like he's going to be starting in net for us. He looked good out there on the pitch. He looked fantastic against Atlanta United. Had a little scare where one of our defenders, I think it was one of our reserve players, tripped him. And luckily, whoever took the shot for Atlanta United, I think, skied it or pushed it wide, one of the two. Got a little lucky there, but he looked good. Had some really good saves. Positioning, as always, was solid. Uh, can never go wrong with Matt Van Okel and just an overall solid player. Next up is a, another friend of the pod. <laughs> One of my favorite interviews I've ever done. I'll, every now and then, I'll text Trevor, and dude is just <laughs> one of the nicest humans on the planet. Absolutely love Trevor Spangenberg. But he started against the reserve teams, obviously let in a goal, but there was a Defensive mistake in front of him. Overall, looked very solid. Trevor is a reliable backup, whether he's the two or three. He would be the number one guy at a lot of USL clubs. So the fact that we have him as depth is fantastic. He, as a professional, is professional. And he's going to push the entire goalkeeping unit. And the very, very last person for this episode, and... He, even though he is number zero on the pitch, he is number one in my heart. He is Mr. Ford D. Parker. Oh, I'm so excited. I am so excited to see this dude play and get real, real starting chances. He's young. He is the future of the Legion. There, I said it. Whenever Matt Van Okel goes full-time into coaching and... This is going to be Ford's team, or Trevor's, but Ford's a little bit younger, so I think he'll be given the nod. And this is going to be Ford's team. And I could not be more excited about that. Go watch any of the replays from these last few, or from this last year where Ford got to play. He's so good. He is, I, there's no other way to put it besides he is special. He has a special talent, and I really hope no other MLS team snatches him from us because Ford is special. Like He is a special, special talent, and I cannot wait to see him <laughs> make it into this first-team spot. 
But yeah, that's the entire roster. At some point, maybe I'll talk about the the staff, but really, we don't really know what we're going to be doing. Yeah, I mean, with Coach Stone, I believe we're going to get kind of what we're used to seeing with him with fast counterattacks and that kind of stuff. But this year against Atlanta United, we pressed a lot and forced mistakes, which is pretty unusual for a Legion. And I kind of liked it. It was really fun, actually. And we have the bodies that can do it. We have the guys that can just go out there, run all day long. If they get exhausted, all right, we'll just go get our <laughs> port. Excuse me, we can get our Puerto Rican uh, national guy off the bench. No big deal. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited about this team. I'm probably gassing myself up way too much. I'm probably going to tell myself that they're going to win the entire thing, and I'll be disappointed. But right now, as of April 14th, we're winning it all, baby. That's You heard it here first. We're winning it all. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. But, hey, wouldn't it be fun? Well, I cannot thank you guys for listening enough. Someone please go back and count how many times I said dude because that was embarrassing because that was awful. <laughs> um, I need to really stop doing that. But, yeah, I'm trying. I'm looking to get some new content out for you guys. I want to work more with the Birmingham sports guys, do some more pre-match stuff. I have a lot of a lot of fun things coming out, and I hope you guys follow along and keep doing your thing and keep showing all that love and support. Um, if you haven't already, go check out the USL website. They're having this thing the where we're voting for flags, which is pretty cool. Vote for Legion, and they also have a flag flyer, which is basically where you nominate someone who you believe is the heart and soul of your club's culture. So there's a lot of people who are around the Legion family who are very, very, very deserving of being the quote-unquote flag flyer for our club. And so please go nominate somebody if you want to nominate me, which I'm telling you there's other people who deserve it more than me. But if you want to nominate me, my email is kaylorhodges at outlook.com. Or if sponsors want to get in contact, hey, they're a sponsor, please get in contact. That got really weird. I don't know why I started whispering into the mic. That was some random ASMR stuff. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> I'm just stalling time now. I'm just wasting it. I'm not going to waste your time anymore. Thank you so much for listening. Go listen to some of my other stuff. I feel like it's good. And, hey, let's start the season off right. Thank you again so much for listening, and keep hammering on.